Hi, this is Becky Pitts, host of the Becky Pitts Morning Show. This is Don Shields, host of the Don Shields Show. This is Joe Brantley, host of the Joe Brantley Show. This is Rob Pacey, voice of PBL Athletics. This is Dan Gee. And you're listening to the Jay and Kale Show. And welcome back to the Jay and Kale Show. I believe this is episode number 18, 17. I haven't, uh, haven't looked at the numbers, so I think it's 17. Um, but I might be an episode off. Jay, uh, we were going to record last night. Some stuff happened. Had a big storm move in. You had to go take care of some other duties. But how's it been going the last week? Good. Uh, you know, a little time off from our, our last podcast. But uh, always eager to get back into it with things being slow. And obviously the draft. So lots of stuff to talk about there, and then uh, big time guests joining us today. So always pumped to have uh, another another voice on with us. So what a better perfect, uh, or what a more perfect scenario, I should say, to uh, to break down some draft stuff as well as as uh, has a, he's just got a really cool story of what he does for a career and, and each day in day out. I mean, it's got to be really fun for this guest going to work. But let's just go ahead and let's uh, let's get through get through all that and uh, let's welcome in Jordan Anderson, 2015 PBL. Uh, graduate currently works with the NFL and Jordan I appreciate you coming on and and speaking with us today yeah absolutely guys thanks for having me Um, I love talking sports Um, definitely fell into a dream uh, scenario for a career right out of high school Um, happy to be doing what I'm doing Uh, lucky to be doing what I'm doing Um, so yeah I live out in Los Angeles work for the NFL NFL media more specifically as a social media production assistant so I describe it as working on the television side of social media. So um, working with our, our talent, our reporters, um, you know, cutting stuff for them, helping them on their channels, um, getting content to them. Um, we'll also manage our own channels. Um, and then, you know, we have two show accounts that we manage. Um, and then we do uh, digital stuff. Um, so I got to go to the NFL Combine and uh, do some field producing on a digital set. Um, so yeah, it's been a blast. I've met a lot of cool people. Um, it, it's been fantastic uh, to be from, from Paxson and have this opportunity and meet the people I've met. I've been, um, very lucky. Um, and definitely all started at WPXN and in, in 2014, I started working there <laughs> for like a year and a half and then just kept growing and went on to different opportunities. And now I am where I'm at. So thank you guys for having me on and excited to be back on the airwaves of of PXN and good to be here. Hey man, I, we can't be more ecstatic. You know, we talked about it a couple of days ago, trying to get uh, get you on here. Number one, because mainly you got your start, uh, so to speak, at WPXN, which Jay and I work there now. Jay and I, obviously, for those of you that don't know or that are new to the podcast, um, is the uh, play-by-play guy for, uh, for PBL football, and I'm just kind of the gopher. I kind of do everything. Jordan, that's kind of leading into my first question. Um, you know, as it took me a few years to out of high school to figure out what I wanted to do. I didn't go to college right away I waited uh, to try to actually determine what I wanted to do uh, we know that we you know you worked at PXN um, you know our senior year for for our work program when did you know exactly you know kind of how you wanted to get into the broadcasting field not just necessarily radio that's a good question I think it was honestly back in seventh grade I 
had the opportunity to go to a sports media camp um, at a, like a nearby junior college, DACC, um, saw the opportunity and I was like, you know what? A life talking about sports would be a pretty cool life to get paid for that and do that as a career. And so I went for it. We walk in on, on this Monday and, you know, they're kind of running down and going through everything that we're going to do for the week. And I'm reading through this and I'm like, am I reading this right? And like, 20 minutes later, we were supposed to be on a phone call interviewing uh, Archie Griffin, who's the only two-time Heisman Trophy winner. Um, and I was like, wait, is this real life? We did it. I got to ask him a question. Seventh grade me was like, that was awesome. Definitely want to keep doing that. Kept going back to that. Made a lot of connections. Um, eventually started getting on the radio. Um, and, and it just kind of went from there. I think I kind of always knew I wanted to do, but I think it was that point right there. I was like, that's for sure what I wanted to do. Um, and a lot of hard work and being at the right place at the right time has, has kind of led me to where I'm at today. Absolutely. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter at J underscore Anderson 97. Make sure you give him a follow. Um, talking about that uh, media or that uh, media day at DAC, that kind of like the camp that they put on, you know, that's one of the things I, I kind of went to that too or heard about it and decided not to go. I should have went. It sounds like, cause if you get to talk to Archie Griffin, I mean, how, how can you end up pass that opportunity up? Yeah. I mean, it was, it was awesome. The, the people that run it down there, Mike Holby is, is the guy who heads it up and he has a bunch of other, um, people that help him out. I mean, I got to go to the Colts facility tour that meet people there. Um, you know, talk with, with, um, I've talked with George Sedano through that, who's an ESPN NBA reporter. Um, I just met, met a lot of cool people. Um, and really all it, all it took was a start, you know, somebody giving me an opportunity and just kind of going from there. Um, so yeah, it, it, it was really a great opportunity. I'm so happy that I decided to go. So moving on, you know, obviously out of high school, you got your start at, uh, with small market radio, you move on to college, you go to, you go to Knox, uh, you play football up there. Um, you know, how was your time at Knox? Not only, you know, on the field, but off the field as well. Knox honestly, um, was so awesome. Um, they, they're in a brochure, um, that's put out and I'm not quite sure the publisher called a college that changes lives. And I really think that's what it did for me. Um, when I first went there, you know, it, it sometimes freshmen struggle to adjust to college. And, you know, we, we didn't have a great freshman year of football. We were losing a lot. And we went up to Lake Forest right outside of Chicago for a game on a Saturday. And, I, I mean, we got blitzed. We, we got beat really bad. I mean, it was 35, 40 plus. I got on the bus and I was like, you know, maybe this, this whole thing isn't for me. Maybe this college isn't for me. And I called my mom. I said, hey, let, let's, let's look at, you know, Illinois State, Illinois, you know, places for broadcasting that, that I could transfer to and still get an education and, and go from there. And um, I obviously wasn't going to quit, you know, at middle of the season. I was going to finish out the season. And so we kept playing, won a few games at the end. And I just sat down and had a heart-to-heart -heart with, with Coach Tomei, who was our head coach there. And um, he talked me into staying. I'm so glad he did. That place definitely changed my life. My younger brother um, is going to go there now. Um, I met so many cool people. Um, you know, it's just a lot of luck. I was, I was given a tour to a prospective student and found out his dad was um, very well known in the sports production space. Um, you know, having worked on movies like Coach Carter, Varsity Blues, um, wow. and radio. And so had a discussion with him, got an internship with him, and it just kind of all bubbled up and, and worked itself out. Um, 
And so it was fantastic. Playing football made it all the better. You know, having four more years with people who are now my best friends, I still talk with them each and every day. And uh, it was it was fantastic. Highly recommend it to anybody who's thinking about it. Um, I know we got uh, three, I think, off the top of my head, PBL Panthers going there, Trey Van Winkle, my brother Hunter, and then Gunnar Belt. Um, so, you know, you know, I'm just excited anytime somebody from Paxson goes to Knox because that place meant the world to me. Absolutely. Oh, it's a great place. I mean, I didn't even attend it on a, a daily basis for four years. I know I had the luxury of visiting you a couple times and you put me up when my referee and took me over that way. And I can say the same thing about those guys. And I was only with them for a couple of days. It's just a really, really good atmosphere, camaraderie. I mean, they welcomed me and they didn't even know me. And uh, it, it really was, man. It, it's a great place that people Sometimes I feel like forget about Galesburg and, and the smaller side of things college-wise. But I know based on the, the series that you put out, the hard knock stuff and all that stuff, the work ethic was obviously there. And I know uh, it, it was just a great atmosphere overall. So I can attest to that, not even going there full-time. So it's a great place. It'll do that to people, man. I, I tell you, it's just like, you know, we, we talk about it all the time. It's like sometimes it's hard to convince you know, recruits to come visit. But but we always felt that as soon as we got them on campus, we had so much better of an opportunity to land them because it really is the people. Um, you know, I still am in contact with my head coach frequently, my professors frequently. Um, you know, when when the, the virus really started spreading and, you know, more things started to go on lockdown, you know, I was having discussions with my professor. They had never experienced something like that before. And they they were having a discussion with me of like, you know, give me some ideas. Um, and we, you know, and so it's just those relationships where we're bouncing things um, off each other. You know, I'll, I'll call them for advice. Um, and it, it, it's just been fantastic. Absolutely. And, you know, not to take away from this great conversation that you're talking about at Knox here, but I noticed something in your bio yesterday that I've never noticed before on Twitter. And I kind of want to get the backstory behind this. Once through a pass to Jerry Rice that he dropped, we got to have the story. Yeah, so this happened at the NFL Combine earlier. Um, I guess it was the end of February, early March. We were over there. Um, I was working on the digital set, um, excuse me, as I mentioned. And um, we were filming Run Rich Run, which is a big charity event for St. Jude um, all over NFL Network um, each year that, that Rich Eisen does. And so we were over there in the morning and um, the reason we went is because we did something uh, a kind of a little bit of a separate fundraiser for the Iowa Children's Hospital in conjunction with George Kittle. So we were going over there, we we're going to meet with him, um, have him type a few loose ends. And so we're over there hanging out, just kind of watching everything, you know, take place and watching, you know, them film everything. And um, we were just standing on the sideline. There was a football there and, and Jerry Rice was there to help promo the Run Rich Run thing. And you know, me and, and one of my coworkers were, were playing around and Jerry was running 40s. And, you know, I was talking with him, joking around with him a little bit, asked him for a selfie. And then, you know, just kind of turned around, didn't even think about it, didn't say anything. And I just threw him a ball. Maybe have been a little high, but, you know, he's the greatest receiver of all time. If it hits your hands, you got to catch it, right? No, I'm just kidding. But he dropped it. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't even say it. It was a drop. It was more or less a bad throw. Um, but just kind of a fun, you know, um, experience you know I texted my mom right after I said Joe Montana Steve Young me 
She said, what do you mean? I said, people who have thrown a pass to Jerry Rice. So that was pretty cool. <laughs> That's awesome. I, I can't I, I I can't believe I've never noticed that before, but uh, I mean just the the fact that uh, you know you're talking talking all these people or telling all these people's names is just is is amazing. Uh, the fact that the you know you, all this started at Knox, so let's kind of backtrack a little bit, get back onto that. Um, obviously, you go to Knox, you you figure out what you're doing, you've got everything you know set in stone as to how you're gonna gonna for your major at least. Um, what was the next step? You know, how did you get in, in you know, kind of in connection or connected to the NFL network? How, how did that come about? That's a really good question. Um, it was just building things. Um, so between my sophomore and junior year, I worked at WCIA um, in their sports department with Brett Barons and mm-hmm. Craig Schott, two uh, fantastic people. Um, and they, you know, they helped me a bunch and, um, you know, I got some more experience. And so then going in, to between my junior and senior year, I knew I needed another, you know, internship that would bump me up to the next level and, and then kind of go from there. And um, it went back to that story. I was, um, we had a, so I, I dabbled and played a little bit of golf too. I won't say that I played a whole lot, but I was there <laughs> when they needed me. And so we had a, a, a prospective golf recruit come in and you know, I knew somebody in the admissions office and she said, Hey, the, do you know who, have you seen who this kid's dad is? And I'm like, no. And so I pulled it up. I started doing some research and I'm like, my goodness, this, this is exactly what I want to do. Um, and so I reached out to my coach. I said, Hey, you got to let me be the guy to give him the tour. That that's all I want. You know, I'm just, just give let me give him the tour. He said, yeah, sure. No problem. So I'm giving him a tour and I just go into it blind. I'm, you know, I'm like, I'm not going to like spaz out over, you know, him producing some of my favorite movies and him having a lot of connections. I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to act, you know, like I have no clue who, who he was. Um, it works out well. We had a great discussion, uh, started talking a lot about what he did, what I did. And um, as we're eating lunch in our little um, like restaurant area, he, he, shoves me a piece of paper. He said, write down your email. I'd like to offer you an internship. And I was like, wow. Okay. That's awesome. So I'm like walking, I walk them to their next place. I, I I'm walking back to my dorm room and I'm ecstatic. Like I see one of my boys, I like give him like a big fist bump and like I'm hooping and hollering. And at the time I didn't realize that I wasn't quite out of his sight. So later that summer, he ended up telling me, Oh, you know, I could instantly tell how excited you were right away. You know, I saw you like doing like a like a cool little celebration or whatnot. <laughs> um, so that led me out to LA between my junior and senior year. I worked for Mandalay Sports Media, um, worked a little bit on the Last Dance documentary that's on ESPN right now and a few other documentaries. Um, and, you know, the guy that, that, that I did the tour for ended up becoming my mentor. Uh, I'm still good friends uh, today. Um, he's an executive producer on the Last Dance series. And, um, Fast forward now to then the end of my senior year of college, I start applying for a few places. Um, I get a call back from ESPN. I get a call back from the NFL Network. Um, football was always my passion. And so I said, hey, you know, I've kind of made it through a few interviews. You mind giving them a phone call? So I talked with who my boss is now. I talked with her one day. Um, and eventually those two connected and she called me back and she said, hey, you know, like, um, I'd, I'd like to offer you the job just based on, you know, what I've heard. So, you know, obviously that was just um, 
definitely a lot of luck, them being able to connect, him believing in me, um, a lot of hard work. And that's kind of a very, very long story of where I'm at uh, now, I guess. That's awesome. I mean, that's just absolutely awesome. And yeah, just the way you talk about uh, being in the right place at the right time, but you can't sell yourself short. I know uh, when you were back in this area, uh, yourself and me and Tanner Harris and, you know, getting to play golf and stuff. I mean, there was never any question that you were a guy that was shy. So, I mean, building that network, like you talk about running into a guy here and talking to him about this and presenting yourself. I mean, uh, anymore, the be- the more you can build that network, uh, obviously the better it takes you to great places. So a hundred percent that, I mean, that's anytime I, you know, I'm talking with, with somebody who has reached out or, you know, just wants to chat. I mean, it really comes to um, connections. People say a lot that it's not what, you know, it's who, you know, I'll take it a step further. It's like who, you know, at the right time um, and, who, and who knows you, Absolutely. they have to know you. I'm telling you. Yeah. That, I mean, it's, I've never looked at it that way, but when you say that, especially the way you just worded it, it, it really, you know, brings everything into perspective. Um, but you know, obviously you head out to LA, you do the internships and then you get the call back you, saying you got the job. So now you've been there for a little bit working with the NFL. You talked about, you know, uh, doing some stuff at the combine for St. Jude's and, and with the NFL. Um, but what, you know, what does a day for Jordan Anderson look like from eight to five? That's a good question because the days that I have right now are severely different than what they are (laughs) normally. Um, So let's talk about what they are, you know, when I'm in the office and that is really just, um, it depends um, depending on, you know, what, what happens. Um, So usually what I'll say mid season Monday through Friday, our workflow is we have television shows, total access NFL now, which are uh, news heavy shows that we help produce uh, from a social media standpoint. So uh, just say, for instance, um, that um, pre- so Luke Keekley recently retired this past season. So there was one day where Luke retires. That's going to be part of our show. So then my responsibility is to source Twitter, um, Instagram for the people who are talking about that and pull that in and bring that a part of our television broadcast. So I bring that in, kind of help further the discussion um, you know, whether it's, you know, Christian McCaffrey weighing in, Tom Brady weighing on, weighing in on, on kind of what this retirement means for the NFL. Um, and then, you know, we also have our reporters on who talk about that. So I'll help clip their segments from the show. I'll send that to them so they can post. Um, if there's any good segments that we want to cut off and post for our own accounts, uh, speaking like NFL Total Access or NFL Game Day or something like that, the two accounts that we help work, um, then we'll do that. We also... Uh, do a little bit of graphic design and stuff for our accounts. Um, so that's kind of what it looks like. And then on game days, it's a little bit different. We're in the control room all day, uh, following games live, um, doing highlights and stuff like that. Um, so it really depends on the day. I, I don't think that any day that I've worked has been the same. Um, breaking news is a wild ride. It's, you know, you're in, so we're in the newsroom and then there's a, like a little, the drive into the campus and then the, the production room is over kind of on the other side of that, that little drive in. And I don't know how many times this season they're like, such and such happens. We need to go on in three minutes. So it's grab all your stuff, run to the production control room, get on, get connected and start bringing stuff up. Um, fast paced, uh, but it's, it's fantastic and, it, and it's really fun. 
<laughs> I mean, what a, what a day, you know, being able to, uh, you know, take place. And it, it, Jay, to me, it's just amazing, you know, knowing somebody and especially graduating with him, somebody that, you know, that works in this, in this field every day, something that I watch every day with the, with the NFL and direct TV. Uh, I watch all of these shows he's talking about. It's, it's crazy to me. Oh, it's amazing. Awesome. I mean, like you say, you sit down on your couch on Sunday and you're yeah. watching NFL network and red zone and stuff. And just to think that a guy that you've, grown up with and hung out and played golf and baseball and everything else with is is in that room and I'll tell you what anytime I get a chance I tell people I'm like hey did you see that Jordan documentary they just threw out I know a guy that worked on that <laughs> they're like no way are you serious I'm like you bet man yeah, and, you know, and, and talking about that, you know, that's something that brought up, I brought up in, in our uh, weekly meetings, you know, at WPXN. And, you know, as soon as I heard that and I asked Jordan about that and, I, and then I confirmed it and I was like, hey, you know, this is this is awesome, you know, that he started right here. And, and uh, Jordan, speaking of that, let's, you know, two great names right there, Michael Jordan, Jordan Anderson. How, how did it come about to where, you know, what, what part did you take in that Jordan documentary, The, the Last Dance? I'll first say that my name doesn't even come close to the power that Michael <laughs> Jordan has. I tried. That man is a, that man is a legend. I tried. Um, and I nowhere close. Um, but nonetheless, it was an absolute blessing to be able to work on that. Um, goes back to to meeting my mentor and and having the internship with him. And um, I was a production assistant on a few of the shoots. So a lot of what you saw in episode three and four with Dennis Rodman was. <sighs> was the stuff that I worked on, which was. So you, work, was you worked on the best episodes that I've seen so far. I mean, Dennis Rodman's a legend to me. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I selfishly enjoyed them quite a bit, but that's because I got to be behind the scenes on them. Um, meeting Dennis was fascinating. I tweeted out as I was watching the show Sunday night that, um, you know, I don't think I've ever been more impressed by an athlete in real time, just sitting there watching him explain his rebounding strategy. And he said that, you know, if Magic shot from here, I knew where that ball was going to go. If Jordan yeah. shot from the corner, I knew where it was going to go. You know, I knew that if, if Worthy shot, it was going to have this spin, or if Pippen shot, it was going to have this spin. And I was just like, mind blown. Um, and so just being able to, and it's become a Twitter meme, or meme now a little bit of him just talking about how he's rebounded different ways. Um, so that was kind of cool. Um, but yeah, it was, it was awesome. Fascinating to watch. Uh, kind of cool to see it all behind the scenes and then see like the full uh, Netflix production behind everything. Cause you don't, you don't see that a lot. Um, so it was really neat. Uh, so I'm honored to have been a part of it. Um, very lucky to have been a part of it. Uh, I will say. I mean, it's it's an amazing uh, thing to watch, you know, especially this is in this time right now. I, I think that documentary and correct me if I'm wrong, either one of you was supposed to come out later in the year. I thought it was supposed to be released in June or maybe a little later, but then ESPN decided to push it up. And what a better time to push it up because we kind of got spoiled last week. We had the NFL draft from Thursday to Saturday and then Sunday night. We sat around all day waiting for that, that episodes three and four for the Dennis Robin episodes to drop. So, I mean, they really came in clutch with that documentary there uh we kind of got spoiled last week per se yeah for sure I mean they like you said it was I think it was June or July I know around NBA finals time was when they were hoping to release it and then kind of as everything started to happen they were like okay let's make it a priority to try to get it out sooner and it worked out um and yeah I mean just the opportunity that I I mean last weekend was so surreal for me being able to Work Thursday, Friday, Saturday on the NFL drafts, um, work some shows 
uh, leading up to it on NFL Network and then being able to see some of the, I mean, for the Rodman thing, I didn't do a whole bunch. I carried some cameras in. Um, there's a funny story out there about, you know, you can look it up on ESPN about Rodman wanting a, a tuna sub and a certain kind of tea when he walked in for his interview. That is true. I had to go get it. And finding a subway in West Hollywood was very difficult, let me tell you. Um, but it was really cool. It was just like a surreal weekend. Um, and, you know, reflecting back on it, um, it's just, you know, like I said, being at the right place at the right time um, and a lot of luck. I've been so lucky in my life to, to be where I'm at. Definitely a lot of hard work. Um, you know, my coach tells me all the time, luck favors the prepared. Um, and so, yeah, it was just a really surreal weekend. And, um, very happy to, to to see it all come together. Absolutely, Jay. What you got? I'm speechless, man. Like yeah. I say, it's just it's. I feel like I'm asking all the questions. No, it's all good. I'm taking it in. Uh, it's been a while, obviously, with all of us going different ways, and and you, Jordan, being out west and everything, and not getting to see as much. This is about the most I've been able to hear from Jordan in a while, and uh, you know, when our paths cross, we we uh, say hi or check in when we can, but it's just amazing to hear these, like you're saying, behind the scenes stories of having to do things like grab stuff for Dennis Rodman or even be um, helping with the production of, of something that's so crazy popular right now in the sports world. It's, it's, it's crazy. And, you know, like you said, luck favors are prepared. And uh, I, I know you say you're lucky, but, you know, you got to give yourself some credit, too. There's uh, nobody that I know that uh, would, would prepare as well. You and then, obviously, the glue that keeps our show together here. Kale, he don't give himself much credit either. So. Well, that's because I don't deserve any of it. <laughs> <laughs> we can't, you know, Jordan, we, we, we got you on here. Obviously, we, you know, we haven't talked much about your, your playing days, um, especially at Knox or, or, at, uh, or at Paxton. You know, obviously, uh, your 2004 – I think I said that, but I have, you know, short-term memory loss. This is why Jay is the, Jay is the glue uh, guy on this, on this episode. But, um, uh, you know, you started at Paxton, obviously, Pee Wee football. Then you get to Knox. What was it like playing football at Knox? It was awesome, man. Uh, just, you know, playing small school college football. Um, tape up the ankles, eat some dirt, get out there and get after it, man. I mean, it was <laughs> playing with, <laughs> with metal lockers, traveling on buses for eight hours. Um, man, it was awesome. I wouldn't trade, I wouldn't trade the world for it. I met my best friends, got to play four more years of football. Um, it was great. We didn't do a whole lot of winning, unfortunately. Um, had the time of my life though, man. I, um, met some really cool people. Um, Played against some cool people. Um, yeah, I wouldn't trade it for the world. Uh, I loved every minute of it. Uh, I got another quick Knox question. I want I want a brief story. I, I know uh, with my collegiate experience, I know that we could go pretty far into it. I want the line six story. I want to know where the line six same came from because that's something that I always see because – uh, a couple of the guys that I was able to meet when I visited and you put me up for that weekend. Obviously I, I follow them on Twitter and then, and then coach Mayo, I follow him as well. And I, I, I constantly see this line six stuff. I, I want to hear the line six story. Well, it's funny you ask. It's a, um, it's a Knox football thing, man. We just, it's, it's something that um, has some inner meaning for us. Um, and it's just kind of a way to, to represent, you know, who we are. 
I wish I could tell you the story, but you know, that's part of the, we all have an agreement, verbal agreement, I guess you could say to, to just keep it between ourselves. Coach Tomeo, if he ever heard that I talked, you know, about what line six meant, he would kill me. I can't, I, I can't, I can't put my name on the line like that, man. Um, hey, no, that's all good. I, <laughs> I appreciate you that. asking. But no, I completely <laughs> understand. Coach Tomeo always says, he said, if somebody ever asks you what line six means, you say, it's an ox football thing. And that's then you perfect. just walk away. You just walk away. <laughs> I can't walk away from the podcast, but that's the best answer <laughs> I got for you. Oh, that's awesome. awesome. So let's get back into the uh, the NFL draft a little bit. Like we promised, we uh, we got some a little bit of time left here with Jordan for uh, for we all got to go our separate ways for the evening. But uh, once again, you can follow him on Twitter at j underscore anderson ninety seven. Uh, Jordan, Jay, and I were talking about this briefly the other day as the second round approached, which the Bears didn't have a pick until the second round. I know you're a Bears fan. We are here too, so it's okay. Uh, I was glad to see the the Packers take a quarterback. By the way, but. Um, I was really hoping T. Higgins was going to fall uh, to the Bears, and it didn't happen. And uh, their first pick in Jalen Johnson, you know, other than uh, it sounds like everything I've been seeing that he's a you know one of the best cornerbacks, or could have been the higher one in the in the draft, or could have been a first rounder if he didn't get hurt. What do you think of the Bears' pick there in the second round? I thought the Bears had a really good second round for sure. Uh, they also got a uh, picked up Cole Komet there at pick forty three, the tight end out of oh, Notre yeah, Dame. That's right. That's right. Um, that's that guy is is going to be electric for us. It's going to allow us to go a lot of thirty more thirty personnel, which means we have three tight ends on the field. Um, I think it's a big pickup. He's going to block a lot more. Um, being able to have Jimmy Graham on the field and not ask him to block is going to make make him worth the sixteen million dollars that we're going to pay him over the next few years. If you ask that man to block, then pay him a dollar because <laughs> oh, he's a little old get he's, he's, going. Yeah. He's a pass going. catcher. He's a pass catcher, not a blocker. So Cole Komet definitely helped out there. Jalen Johnson, you know, from what I've heard so far is a steal. I mean, definitely the shoulder kind of held him back a little bit. Saw him, you know, get a few first round grades. Um, just heard a lot of good things about him as a person. And, and really that's what you want. If you have a guy that's good off the field, right off the field and what they do, that's going to help them on the field and, and, right. and allow them to be more successful. I thought they had a good second round. They picked up a speedster um, receiver to help uh, replace Gabriel later. Got a couple offensive linemen. Um, they picked up some people in free agency. I'm really excited on, on, on what the Bears can do. I mean, they picked up Cleo Mack's brother, too, and some, as an undrafted free agent. Um, I'm not sure what that is going to entail, but I'm excited for it. Maybe it takes Khalil to another level now that his brother's on the team. I don't know. Um, I'm happy with where things are. Um, I'm excited to see the quarterback battle. I think Nick Foles is the quarterback that's going to start our, our playoff game. I'll say we're going to the playoffs. Um, he'll be our quarterback starter in the playoffs. I don't know if he'll start week one, but um, I'm excited for where everything's headed. If Matt Nagy was smart, he'd start week one. The, the, the struggle with, with Nick Foles starting week one is he doesn't have the offseason that he would normally have to prepare with the offense. Right. Yes, he's going into an offense and, and a quarterback that a quarterback coach he's familiar with, with DeFilippo. Um, I mean, DeFilippo was the guy that he won a Super Bowl with. He, he threw 22 touchdowns, two interceptions one year with him. He's had success with him. But you have to get – I mean, you have to get on the same page as Allen Robinson. You have to get on the same page as Anthony Miller. You have to get on the same page as Jimmy Graham, all those guys. Um, and so throwing him out there week one if we don't have the offseason, which it really doesn't look like we're going to, um, maybe until training camp, um, week three or four after, you know, we'll start two and one, three and one. And then I think, I think 
I think Foles takes over relatively quickly right after that. I just think he has a better arm. He's a winner. Um, <laughs> Trubisky, I mean, Trubisky has he has the tools. He just he just can't do it. Um, you're, you're saying everything I've been talking about for the about the what Jay the past two months. <laughs> I'm saying, man, preach it. He's right on uh, track with us. It. That's it's uh, got to make you feel. Good. I'm with you though. I feel like uh, we kind of we talk about maybe Cleo Mack's brother possibly bringing out another level in him. Um, you hope to see the same thing from a guy like Trubisky. You know, at the same time, he can learn from a guy like Nick Foles. You, you uh, just hope that he won't lose a competitive edge. It'll just take Mitch to another level and maybe realize that he does have it within him. Obviously, we've seen him do some crazy good things, you know, obviously through the air and with his feet. You just hope that a guy like Nick Foles will push Mitch as well. So. The really cool thing, too, I'll add really quick about about um, Mitchell Trubisky is it's not like he's just a pocket guy. Like, if you take him – I mean, you don't want to leave athletes on the bench. I mean, pull him out, put him in a little bit of like a Taysom Hill type of role. He's athletic. He can move. You never know. Um, we'll see. I, that would be interesting. I've never even – you know, obviously Taysom Hill is electric to watch, but I haven't even thought about, you know, potentially putting him in, in one of those roles. I mean, it would be worth it, I guess, because it sounds like his option is going to be picked up, obviously. Well, we'll see. May 4th is the deadline, so they have till then to decide. Honestly, I would be surprised if they picked up their his option at this point, having it invested in another quarterback. Um, but we'll see. Um, I, I mean, he's definitely not on the level of Taysom Hill, but he's a guy that can throw the ball. He's a guy that's athletic and can move, so we'll see. Right on. Once again, Jordan Anderson. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter at uh, J underscore Anderson 97. Jordan, I, I appreciate you coming on and talking with us today, man. I have to get you back on here again soon. Things kind of, you know, settle down a little bit and we kind of figure out what's going on. Get you back on here to talk some more football. Yeah, guys, I really appreciate you having me. It was a blast uh, catching up, chatting, uh, sharing a little bit about my story and talking football. I love football. Anytime you guys need, you know, some blasphemous opinion on the Bears or football, just give me a call because I'm full. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. I really do. Um, once again, Jay, uh, it feels good to be back. We're going down to one week or one episode a week for right now. So, um, we're until we kind of figure some things out. So it kind of feels good to get back in there in that groove. That's going to be kind of our schedule for the next, uh, for the next at least few weeks. Maybe we'll see what may brings us, but uh, as of right now, Jay, that's all I got. It's uh, been a fun episode, obviously. Thanks again for uh, joining us, Jordan and, uh, best of luck to you in the future as it all starts to fly even faster you know it's kind of funny how everybody jokes with you when you're in high school yeah don't blink you know time flies by and you, you kind of laugh at them and chuckle but i'll tell you what man I, I can't believe we are where we are already so thanks again for coming and joining us and i uh, hope to have you back on soon brother appreciate it guys once again jordan anderson jay jordan appreciate it jay i'll talk to you next week we'll see you Kale. see you guys